Let me tell you of the days of high adventure. I'm John. And I'm Kevin. And this is Six Degrees of Schwarzenegger, the podcast where we take a long, hard look at some of our favorite action movies from the era of Arnold. Schwarzenegger is the icon of the genre, and we're taking a deep dive into some of these 80s and 90s cult action movies and breaking them all the way down. Well, 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 <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> Man, the bourbon is starting to take hold. We mean the Christmas. It's the Christmas cheer. The Christmas I think you mean spirits. the Christmas cheer. They have the Christmas spirits, <laughs> as it were. Spirits, indeed. Uh, tell them what we're what we've moved on yeah. to. Fuck whatever else we're doing. Ooh. We are drinking uh, something from the Dueling Grounds Distillery in Simpson County, Kentucky. We found this on our sojourn to Kentucky back in October. This is called Lincoln Pinch Bourbon, and it is a single barrel cask strength guy. Tell them about the proof. And it's 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 <laughs> well, I like that they it's one hundred and twenty two point one. Woo! That's when that's how you know you're gonna straight from the barrel is because it's not gonna be an even number. And it's it is of all the things that I brought back from that trip of the five or six bottles that I brought back. This has been my favorite, and not not I just think it's the most interesting tasting. Yeah, I can already I tell you. This is going to be my one and only glass, because yeah. if I have another pour of this, I will fall out of this chair. Yeah, you won't remember episodes three through five. <laughs> but we're back. Uh, those are the best episodes of the ones I, I don't remember. I don't I remember no idea what I said. This, and then they're hysterical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we're back. We're talking uh, Jingle All The Way. Hello, listeners. <laughs> Hello, <What>? friends. <laughs> Last just... of the Action Heroes Podcast Network. Shout out. Um, check out the podcast network. There's definitely good shows going on over there. Stings the nostrils. <laughs> Sex Panther. Sixty um, percent of the time it works every, every time. That doesn't make sense. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Th- um, this was my first time watching this movie. It's yeah. the holidays. This is our special holiday series. Absolutely. Um, yeah, and so it's nice to it's nice to go back to the Arnold Well. If you haven't gotten all your Christmas shopping done, let don't this be worry. your reminder. Yeah, that's right. Do <laughs> it or a, don't do it. A cautionary tale. Or just wait until Christmas Eve and Go run do to your Walmart thing. like I used to do. <laughs> oh, here's a narrated version of the Bible by Charlton Heston. I'll get this for my grandparents. <laughs> so tell us a little bit, John, about what's happening in this film. So we know that our protagonist, Howard Langston, is a mattress wholesaler. <laughs> He, he he's whatever he's he's, he's the mattress into, uh, what do you call the it? mattress king of, of the <laughs> twin cities <Yes>. and <laughs> his young he's a workaholic he ignores his family his young son jamie's obsessed with a power rangers ultraman knockoff called turboman turboman and he because he's an absentee father he is not up on the fact that his young son wants a Turboman action figure for 
Christmas, two days before Christmas. Is it believable that his kid could eat, sleep, and like just live Turbo Man and he's never heard of it before? 100%. Okay. Sure. If he's a workaholic, then yeah, he's like, who? He's tuned out? Yeah, he's like, whatever. And right. and then we also, the only other thing that we know is that his wife is is frustrated with him and wants to, like, wants his assurance that he remembered to get the toy, which he didn't, and that he's yes. got a neighbor, Ted, who's a dirtbag, who's got eyes for his wife. Absolutely. So and that's it. It's Christmas Eve. He's got to go find yeah, this he's toy. He's left the house to go find a Turbo Man, which, if you can think back to the 80s and 90s, this movie is apparently modeled after the, the original Cabbage Patch Kid doll yeah, phase. Like slash Tickle but Me also, Elmo. But also, if you can think Tickle or... Me Elmo, which happened this year, 1996. Oh, shit. Okay. And then... The Power Rangers thing was the was the biggest one that I can remember from like my younger brother like really wanted that was the hot toy one. I mean, I would think those were uh, the three, but Ninja Turtles even even what about like Star Wars? There was the year that the movie came out, and it was like everyone was buying those vouchers for a Star Wars toy because they were short on Star Wars toys. But I remember like Ninja Turtles, like you couldn't find the the uh, party wagon, or you couldn't find the sewer, or you couldn't find the Technodrome. It's like. So all that kind of stuff. So it's, it a, it's an artifact memories. of its time, yeah, but definitely. it was definitely the culture in the 90s. <laughs> because now it's like companies know that, I mean, they just jack up the price and pretend, but you yeah, can but still order it But you go on Amazon online. and you yeah. buy it and it comes to your house. Yeah. You don't have so to go find it. Um, so yeah, but we're in uh, Minneapolis. There's like a mob scene outside this toy store, which I've never been shopping on the hellscape of Christmas Eve. Could Neither it be this crowded? Sure. On Christmas Eve, you think they're out like this many no, fuck ups? I think that I think that Christmas by by Christmas Eve, I don't know if they're getting if they're getting news from somewhere that there's going to be a toy store that has the thing. Yeah, maybe. Then, but I think most of this stuff happens in the weeks before. Right. So. I've heard of I've heard of families, psychotic families that would go out together and do all their Christmas shopping on Christmas Eve like as a family outing. Uh-huh. And I'm just like Fuck that. That sounds like hell to me. Uh, well, I mean, is everyone buying like one gift? For I don't, another, like, I don't is, know. If I knew what the system was, then maybe. maybe. Maybe it could be fun if everyone's a little drunk and it's like you buy <laughs> you buy one gift for one person. You don't want to push a stroller around in no, the mall on no. Christmas Eve. Or leash your child like my mom used to do. <laughs> Shit, did you wear the leash? Oh, fuck yeah. We were leashed. <laughs> We were tethered <laughs> to the stroller. I learned something new about you and I like it. <laughs> yeah. When Jacob, my younger brother, was like still like still toddling, the rest of us fucks were leashed to the stroller. <laughs> that is awesome. This leash demeans us both. With a Simpson with a, shout out. With a uh with like a uh like a high end telephone cord. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't put the shot collar on. You, <laughs> no, you get no. too far away, you get a little jolt. We couldn't be beaten from a distance, <laughs> yeah. But so Howard, he's at the toy store. He shoves his way to the front of the line. He's asking through the door when the store opens. Ain't no way people are letting you just shove to the front. No, you would have been manhandled right <laughs> the fuck back. I don't Even know, he's if a big Arnold. guy, though. He was a big guy. So this smug employee inside taps on the on the window and is like telling him it's 9 o'clock. Great face from that guy. Pulls out his fucking pocket watch. <laughs> he's psychotic. Who carries a he's, pocket watch? He's a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. It says it's 858. He's a Batman and, villain. <laughs> and Arnold or Howard is pissed. The crowd pushes him back away from the door. They're heckling him. Now we get the entry of our postal worker, Myron, played by Sinbad. He's defending Howard, saying he's just a dad. He's just trying to find a toy for Christmas. Right. Basically. 
Myron says this last minute shopping is enough to drive a man insane. Like Sinbad was coming in hot. Though. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> so he says he's stuck shopping today because the holiday season is so busy at the post office. He appears to be literally on the job, though, because he's yeah. in uniform. He's got a mailbag. Right. Myron proceeds to go on this rant about the mail at Christmas. And he's talking about like people sitting and how many shaving kits does a man need? And all this. <laughs> Probably and improvising most of this. Absolutely ad libbing the shit. So Myron says he's here because his kid really wants one of these Turbo Man dolls. Except he talks about like this fruity action figure, Turtle Man. Yeah. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> yeah, you couldn't like just make the the casually like sort of homophobic comments right. anymore. But Howard says, that's what I'm here for, too. Yeah, I, I, to credit Howard, he was very patient with this stranger danger. Oh, yeah. Myron then goes on another rant about the toy companies brainwashing kids and making them feel bad if they don't get the popular toy. There was all kinds of, like, yeah, the working class men like us being held in thrall <laughs> by toy cartels. Who some, some spend billions some to Marxist, brainwash children. Some I was Lenin. Like, Whoa. <laughs> he's been reading the Communist Manifesto. <laughs> but he's not wrong. I, I love his, I know what I'm talking about because I did a semester <laughs> at junior college. <laughs> yeah. He was, at, he was definitely ab-libbing this shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's going on about like his wife was fucking everyone at the post office except for me. The backstory was amazing. Woo. Okay. So he says he'd like to get his hands on the head of the toy company and choke him out. And then he grabs this older woman from the crowd and he's strangling her while no one intervenes. Yeah, no one steps in. Everyone's Every- like, hey, man, what's Then it happen? I was digging the unhinged energy, but like this, yeah. Someone would, like, you're choking that lady out. He lets her go. And then he tells her, she- you shouldn't wear fur. Which <laughs> 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 is another ad lib, certainly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's so- good stuff. The toy store unlocks the door. People come storming and they trample over that door guy. Serves him right. Which fuck for being that an dude. asshole. Yeah. Howard and Myron, they bolt to the Turbo Man section, find At nothing. At the expense of numerous other shoppers. Yeah, dude. They are body checking people right they and left. They were throwing people out of the way. So they find nothing but empty shelves. Howard grabs this young Chris Parnell and he tells Love him. Chris Parnell. Ask him, do you got any more Turbo Men in the back? This is the first movie Parnell ever did, apparently. This is Nailed pre- it. pre-Saturday Night Live. He laughs hysterically, tells his coworker, these guys are looking for a turbo man. Did you recognize the dude, Patrick Richwood? He he was is in it, a bunch of other movies at this he time. He had a very a, familiar face. A very unique look. Yeah. And I, I recognize a lot of the other movies that he was in, but he was he always sort of played like that, that layback, weird-looking character. <laughs> sure. I feel like he did a lot of commercial acting, too. Those two, though, cracked me up. They were amazing yeah that was another one of the legitimate laughs in the movie so word quickly spreads through the store that they're looking for a turbo man that woman's like these two are looking for a turbo man i love everyone's laughing like, where have you guys been turbo man's only the hottest selling christmas <laughs> toy ever duh <laughs> we got plenty of turbo man's partner booster big laugh he called him his Faithful simpleton partner booster. <laughs> Big, yeah. Nobody wants. I enjoy the running joke that nobody likes booster, it, especially by the end of the movie, which we'll yeah, get to later. But it's fuck, fucking odd. It is amazing. It was to me shades of Pee Wee's Big Adventure when he was at this Alamo. It's like there's no basement at the Alamo, yeah, and everyone's exactly, just laughing exactly. at him. Someone stepped out from the crowd and took his picture, <laughs> like in, the, in his in his look at this fuck. in his darkest moment. Uh. Uh, 
But so Howard grabs the dudes. He demands to know where he can find a Turbo Man. Where's your Christmas spirit? Yeah. They tell him, oh, you know, a woman just left with a Turbo Man she'd had on layaway. They gave her up immediately. <laughs> they did. Howard goes running to try to find the woman, but Myron knocks him into this big toy display and goes after the woman himself. Howard grabs the remote control for this little remote control car from off this kid. He blindly... He's like, an amazing... Yeah, he, he has some second sight. He drives the car and uses it to trip Myron which he could not even see where he was driving the nope. shit, and he perfectly did this, did that shit. He's like, this is war. It was like the hammiest that Arnold's ever been in a yeah. movie. That's the truth. I will say that this is the hammiest Arnold has ever been. Even more movie. so than Batman and Robin, which we might get to at some yeah, point. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so, because it's a different kind of hammy. He's playing it so that's broad. A comic, that's a comic book villain. Yeah. So... And this, it's just like slapstick. And it's like Arnold doing slapstick is right. They weird. They could have been a better film if they had cast someone else, a comedy guy. Yeah. Um, I think we'll get to this that This movie would be I awesome with thoughts. Vince Vaughn. I was thinking about fucking how good Tim Allen could have done this. Tim Allen would have been amazing time. in this. Yeah. Yeah. Right around the time, like Santa, the Santa Claus was well, about to come Imagine fucking, out. Uh, he might have been young. He could have played Byron. Maybe Jim Carrey was blowing up. Jim Carrey would have been awesome in this. Yeah. yeah. He might have been young to have a family and all that. But no. Nah. So. They were having him young back in the day. <laughs> so Howard runs out. He stops to taunt Myron. Oh, poor baby. I remember that from the trailers and Does stuff. Does a great face, though. Yeah. He's like a Arnold great... always gives good face. It's the Arnold accent. always gives good the face. The accent, the cadence, it's hard for him sometimes. And that's, but... and that's when I said that, that like alternate titles for this movie should have been Adults Behaving Badly yeah. or, or Black Friday. Oh, yeah. That would have been nice. Yeah. But so, yeah, he runs out of the store, out on the street. He sees the woman driving off with the Turbo Man doll like displayed prominently in the back window like of on top of like her car is like a b and e like i mean it's like a <laughs> it's like a, a thief's like dream because it's like yeah she has tons of wrapped presents just stacked up in the back I and mean, then the, the old stores tr- are like, just opening her car is full already i feel like maybe she was on her way like to a a grandchild's house. She was probably driving upstate or some That's shit. That's what I, but I said. I hope she's heading straight to where she's going because that turbo man is begging to well, be see, stolen. Because I, I was reading the notes and then when I saw her car, I was like, that reminded me of my grandmother showing up to the house and like, and like I'd go out to like help her unload the car and she would have like lots of like wrapped and, and then my dad's parents too. They'd like show up to the house, with like lots of wrapped presents and stuff. And so, when I saw that, I was like, definitely. So maybe she was like picking up this last gift to. She, she you know, just paid off for the turbo, man. She'd been saving up for however many months. She's on a fixed income. Like my grandmother working at the chiropractor's <laughs> office. Friends. So he chases after the car. The woman sees him in the rear view mirror. Uh, she's like, nope. Uh, and she's like, panics. This man is chasing after the car. She speeds off. I don't know how that that should have been the woman that Sinbad choked earlier. It didn't make any I, sense. I, that it because, wasn't her. because because the guy in the store uh, she's wearing said fur. she's wearing fur. It didn't make any sense. I rewound it like five times. And it's not the same woman. No, it's a different person. It didn't make any sense that it wasn't the woman that yeah, Sinbad choked. Because I I was like, is that the same woman? Maybe she's wearing a hat. She it was wearing a hat. Be. But, but why not? Yeah, it didn't make sense. It would have been more awesome if it was the same woman. Yes. It didn't make sense for it not to be her. Yeah. 
So bad writing, lazy. Cut, cut to a montage. How Yay. is he? Like has he's, to be a montage. He's hitting every toy store in town. It seems in like between no cities. <laughs> it was like an homage to the Lost Weekend. I don't know if you ever watched that movie where like this dude was on a bender. It was like a ahead of its time, like Billy Wilder movie from okay. back in the day about a dude with a drinking problem. Like in the 50s or something. I can't identify. But he's like bouncing from bar to bar. But there's this montage of him stumbling down the street with all these like oh, the yes, neon yes, signs. Yes. Well, you see lots it's of a homage. Famous, you see yeah, lots of homage to that. A very famous thing. So that's what's going on here. We see like all these toy stores. And uh, he's getting laughed at, you know. I fucking love that. The, I love the blast from the past of him on the in the phone booth flipping through the, the yellow fl- pages. Flipping through the book, finding toys. So that brought back a memory. I, I've told you about this. Yeah. Like, like I just had my tonsils out or some other kind of like oral surgery or whatever. And, and like had been jonesing, I guess it would have been about the time of Christmas, but was like jonesing for a technodrome. And by no, <laughs> like I, it was by no instigation of mine. My stepdad drove us around me, just me and him for hours looking to for toy stores stopping at pay phones calling toy stores and being like do you have a technodrome do you and finally we found one and i was like Ooh. because i'd had my tonsils taken lucky out. him uh, yeah the thought of trying to do this in a pre-cell phone world it's it's in, like we drove that day if you can how think do you even it, find the directions to what to these places you don't he know he just knew he's like he, yeah. he was like he, he knew where cumberland mall was he knew where town city mall was he knew where perimeter mall was and I mean, Ooh. we probably drove, and man, I need to thank him when I see him. Absolutely, Christmas again, like probably a hundred miles plus that day, looking for a technodrome. Anyway, salute! <laughs> sal- salute <laughs> he Howard. found it. Shout out Howard. But yeah, he's being like our Howard. He's being laughed at, like laughed out of the toy stores by these smug toy I store love employees. That so much. Lots of people offering him booster dolls. He's like, nobody wants Booster. It's so, so funny. In one store, Howard like reaches his breaking point. He freaks out and destroys this Turbo Man stand-up cutout right. thing. It seems like he's hit every toy store in town, basically. Now, back at home, Jamie and Ted's kid, Johnny, uh, they're playing in, They're playing Turbo Man. Right, of course. And then, however you one plays Turbo Man. Like, well, it's, it's you've like, been, I'm tired of your Turbo Man. You're always Turbo Man. It's well, my turn to be Turbo Man. I can Man. remember that too, like playing with neighborhood kids in like my grandparents' neighborhood of um, everyone being like, who's going to be the Red Ranger, the Power Ranger? Who's going to yeah. be Red Ranger? And oh, like, you played? Oh, we, oh, we played Power, Power Rangers? Rangers? Yeah. Okay. It's like, who's going to be Red Ranger? Yeah. Shout out, rest in peace to who just died? Green Tommy, Ranger? Tommy, yeah. The guy that played Green Ranger slash White Ranger. Mm, grim. <laughs> yeah, that's sad to hear. Life's hard. Yeah. So go hug somebody that you love. Definitely. And, and then uh, pop this movie on. And, and hopefully it'll make you feel pop better. Pop it on, actually, vibe out. And then go actually go watch those Power Rangers uh, series, season two or three, when... Uh, Jason David Frank was killing it as the Green Ranger because shit was awesome. Am I crazy for thinking that weird, evil, like, witchy woman was kind of sexy? Rita? No. Is she sexy? I don't remember now. I mean, she had a weird head thing. Was she she, real old, though? Well, I mean, her head thing made her seem old because her hair was gray, but I think she wasn't actually old. Okay. But she, yeah, she was, I thought she was attractive. Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) She wasn't as attractive as Amy Jo Johnson. We know you're listening. Is that the Pink Ranger? Pink Ranger. Yeah, original. Big time. 
Yeah. She's uh, she's got the coconut oil. She's giving <laughs> Daniel Day Lewis a massage. Yeah, she's hanging they're out with, the, uh, hanging out with Haley Joe Osmond. In our clubhouse. And Jake Lloyd. It's our fan club. Yeah. Would you, would you guys. <laughs> Dame please, Judy Dench is making lemonade. Please let us know what the address of the fan club is so that we can join you. It's That'd be ever great. Ever growing fan club. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Now, Ted is putting his creepy-ass game on Liz. Oh, this is so weird. He's got every single mom, milfy chicks, like in the neighborhood, drooling over him, but he wants Liz. It's a sign of the times when, in the mid-90s, people were like, I I can't believe that so many people are divorced. And it's like, this has been happening for years and years and years. It's like, in this movie, it's like, yeah. Divorced dad, all these divorced moms, like Back in the neighborhood. In the, no, in the good old days, though, people would just kill their spouse. They didn't get divorced; <laughs> they just murdered. <laughs> just murdered because yeah, Jesus. It's because yeah. it's wrong to get Amen. divorced. Hallelujah! <laughs> Jesus is down with some murder, though. So Ted tells Liz she should go upstairs and get a shower. So weird. While he watches the she, boys, and she's baking cookies. Yeah, she's you. making these gingerbread cookies or something. He says, "I'll finish the cookies." Sugar you cookies, yeah, sugar cookies baked for fifteen to twenty yeah, minutes until knows. golden brown. I know Ted knows. I, so then he leans in real close and he takes her apron off. That's so fucking yeah, weird. dude. That's so the dark. faces he's making though while he's doing it are just incredible. Like these, mm, like he's just a weird creepy grins so well, she's also, going along but, with it though but also the choreography of it makes it seem like it, it's like if if she, if you were her would it be it's like i'm supposed to be like yeah it's weird but is because it's this guy is it weird and it was effective because i could totally get her being like confused by his it was like trying to be a wife chum but also he's like a sexual predator <laughs> yes so once she's now, she's gone to, I guess, take a bath or yeah, a shower or whatever. Shower. Once she left the kitchen, he burns his hand on a hot cookie or Scalding something. Scalding hot. Then he starts screaming at the kids. So we see in those cracks in the facade yeah, of yeah, Ted. exactly. Having a not-so-hidden temper. Now, Howard is called home from the payphone. He's going to check in. He's surprised that Ted answers. Ted has got... He has like a literal orgasm while he's eating the cookie. Oh my God, oh, these cookies. Oh my God, your wife's oh. cookies. Those oh, cookies. my jeans are stained. He just glazed those cookies. <laughs> oh, gross. But uh. who, who told you you could eat my cookies? Howard says, you know, you need to. I'm I just need trying to, to help you out. Howard says he needs to speak with Liz. Uh, Ted says, look, I'm, she's in the shower. I'm happy to go talk to her. No! <laughs> It's just a weird. <laughs> Howard tells Ted to tell her, I'm running late. Don't worry. Ted says, oh, she's not going to be worried because I'm here. And then he oh, continues. Oh, my God, these cookies. Put the cookie down. <laughs> That's like, I feel like the line that was supposed to blow up. Put the cookie down now. Yeah, I feel like this movie should have blown up more. But I'm wondering if it's because audiences had Arnold fatigue. Yeah, I'm he, ser- like I'm seriously wanna, wondering. Maybe so. I could see it. It's just like uh, a holiday movie with Arnold. Put that cookie down. Because yeah, I love that. Yeah, though. the delivery. It's like that. It's not a tumor. It's like any number yeah, of other. Exactly. Exactly. It's supposed to catch on. Put the cookie down. It should be a catchphrase, but it's not. What it will be now. Thanks for listening, everyone. Thanks, Arnold. We're bringing it back. But yeah, it gets a big reaction from the other people in the bank of payphones. Blast right. from the past. <laughs> there was this story I read in the news earlier this year about 
New York City like had removed its last payphones in the city or whatever had been taken down. Tons of payphones all over London. Really? There were so the red uh, Yeah, the because red? I think you can like it's still a thing where you can buy cards and yeah. call if you need to. I think there's still plenty of phone booths here in our in our home base of Atlanta, but even New York pay, apparently is even done with, with pay phone phones booths. in like I mean as as long ago as like 2008-9 um because a lot of people don't want to pay for now it's included in your cell bill like just yeah. travel and fucking use the cell service but like yeah people would travel overseas at least I did and then like buy prepaid cards and call someone that's a fucking hassle man just use your phone just <laughs> did use you have phone. phone service over there hell yeah and that was another oh, thing too like, like, it used to be you didn't yeah yeah and and I will, I will also say that driving all over northern Wales out in the middle of the fucking national park without cell service that Google Maps still gets a signal and was surprisingly accurate even when I was lost out in the fucking wilderness <laughs> You Not found, really the wilderness. You found your way back <laughs> and, home. And the GPS driving never once let me down. So it's like... But you were people, driving on the left side of the road? Yeah. How was no, that? That was fine. Easy? Yeah. Is Even it, as like, drunk as you were? <laughs> I, was, I, I will probably say that never once did I drive inebriated in the UK on the other side of the road. Um also because it's fucking dark. There's no street lights driving through that national park. It's like, and so I was so nervous. I was like trying to be vigilant, like, Oh God, driving through these mountain yeah, passes on no narrow doubt. roads. So what's this movie about? Jingle all the way. Ted uh, is asking Howard if you're all right. He says, you know, there's a spike in stress related breakdowns around the holidays. Definitely. The oven dings, that. and Ted is like, oh, I got to go. The cookies are ready or whatever. He hangs up real quick. So Howard's walking away from the payphone. We see that Myron was also there making a call. As luck would have it. Yeah, that's a hell of a coincidence in a major U.S. city. Yeah. But Myron stops Howard, says, look, I'm sorry about the dust up we had back at the toy store. Howard says, don't worry about it. Myron says, you know, we're pretty similar. Howard's like, I doubt that. Which I'm like, I'm not so sure. Like... I think we're supposed to automatically make the leap that Howard's the good guy and Myron's the bad guy. Right. But I don't know why that is. They're the same human so far, except that Howard's rich and he's white. Right. And like, and Myron's a lowly civil servant minority guy. Very interesting. So, but because, yeah, Howard seems more successful socioeconomic-wise. I started, I started drawing comparisons between Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson in Unbreakable. Mm. Where like flip the, sides of the coin? Yeah. Well, well I mean, where, where Arnold is the Bruce Willis character, yeah. like the good white guy. Yeah. And Myron is Samuel L. Jackson, the evil black guy. Or like the ulterior motive, you know, like, different set of values, like mm -hmm. trying to figure things out, black guy. And I was like, huh, that's interesting that they chose to make the bad guy yeah. the antagonist in, in this case. Well, they're dual antagonists. There's relationship antagonist, white guy. It's motorcycle cop antagonist. Yeah, well, yeah, I guess three, and then, three yeah. antagonists. And then, yeah. Mm. So I thought that was very, very interesting. But again, another time, another decade. Yeah. To me so far, they're just a couple of questionable dads. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. It's like, and I, I referred to it in my notes earlier. It's like, they're, they're sort of, 
like working class dads that have been brought to well, maybe Arnold's not working class because he owns his, his own cashmere company. jacket. Yeah, yeah. It is, but they've been brought to this point because they've been brainwashed by big toy, yeah, big toy cartels. <laughs> so now Myron suggests we should work together to find some Turbo Man dolls. That's the fucking best possible idea that anyone's had. Like, let's split up. We'll cover more ground. If either one of us finds Turbo Mans, we'll buy two of them. You know, we'll meet at back wherever at a certain time and yep. see how we did. This is a pre-cell phone world. Yeah, ideal. But Howard politely declines that offer. So then Myron gets more adamant about it. But Howard's like, look, you know, I think you're a nice guy, but I want to do this by myself which I sort of understand where Howard's mm-hmm. coming from in principle. Yeah. Like, but priority numero uno for today is getting the thing. Find the fucking turbo the man. Thing. We'll worry about becoming a better dad starting tomorrow. Okay. But we got to find this doll. So Myron looks like his feelings are kind of hurt. Then Howard's sort of like rolling his eyes at Myron, which Myron, honestly, I'm not so sure that Howard's not the prick in this particular scene. Yeah. But so Howard walks off. Myron chases after him and he's like, I guess you're good enough to talk to me in line at the toy store, but you're not good enough to be on my team. This is amazing. Facts. He's like accuses Howard of being racist. That was hysterical. Which also felt like improv though from Sinbad. He's like, you're Mr. Wear your little fancy cashmere coat and your little nice little suede shoes, (laughs) which I'm like, this has got to be improv. Oh yeah. He's like, I'm good enough to talk to a line, but I'm not good enough to be on your team. Which I think he had him pretty well pegged. Yeah, definitely. It's like, you think you're better than me for whatever reason. But also, I'm one of those guys that would have been like, look, I'm I'm so nervous a personality that like it would take a lot for me to like, be like, all right, let's exchange information and all this stuff. And we'll meet back maybe, here at three. Maybe maybe if, if cell phones had been a thing, I could be like, yes, absolutely. Let's. I find it. I'll text you. Yeah. Yeah. But in this situation, I would have been like, look, guy. I'm very, very nervous already. I've fucked up big time. I got to do this. Thing. <laughs> I got to do this now. I got to do it, Ma. Ma, I got to do this now. So at this moment, things are tense. But just then, a man comes running past screaming to no one in particular <laughs> that another that. toy store has got a Holy late delivery shit. of Turbo Mans. Like, I guess he's talking to the person in the car. He just sh- he is. He's talking to the person he's getting in the who, car with. Who left their door open in the freezing ass Minneapolis December weather. They're probably smoking. I guess so. So Myron and Howard, they celebrate. They run to their respective vehicles. They should be working together. Right. The, this movie could have been so much more satisfying. Absolutely. Like you start out like, yes, let's work together. Why, then somewhere why not later, them be buddies? Why not them be buddies? And then it maybe later. So funny. And then later Myron could betray him or something. Yeah, it would have been so funny if they'd been buddies the whole time. And then when they get a hold of one, They're Myron's like, over fuck it. you, and takes it. That would have Absolutely. been amazing. There's so many m- different directions you could have taken. But Myron's- Or vice versa. Oh. If they found one and Howard was Howard like was a dickhead and took it. But yeah, they go to their separate cars. They're on their own. Myron's mail truck is not wanting to start up. Howard cranks up that suburban and backs it into the parked police motorcycle. Fucking brutal to happen. Uh, oh, I, uh, yeah, I immediately got a vasovagal response. I was like, oh. and wouldn't you know it? 
It's the same policeman that he ran afoul of the what? night before. You broke my little you mirror. You broke my little mirror. I love that. <laughs> that was funny. The Myron drives by laughing his ass off. Is there Woo! a problem? Is there a problem? problem? <laughs> it <Woo>! was so <laughs> good. Oh, the fucking shot of Freud was Sid real. Is amazing. Yeah. That, dude, and that male Jeep is pimp. I want one of those, man. Well, that's the thing is they've designed mail trucks to be, it's like they're cheap, easy to repair, and stay on the road yeah, forever. dude. They haven't been updated in years. That little thing he was driving was fucking fire, man. I love it. I so, love a mail truck. <laughs> now, we cut to the Mall of America. Just for a moment in the episode, I want to pause to discuss the ubiquitousness of the Mall of America in 90s children's cinema. Mighty Ducks, this, like, I feel like the Mall of America, once it exploded, it opened, around, it was, it it opened was, in the 90s. It was fucking every, it was like everywhere. Have you been? No. I was going to ask, have you been? I, uh, when I went to our buddy Adam's, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. sort of wedding celebration, I, I, it was in Minneapolis. I think the Mall of America is really near the airport. Okay. So on my last day, I had my Uber take me to the Mall of America, and I wandered around for a bit, and it's fucking sprawling. Any, like, what's the difference between it and Mall of Georgia? Uh, no difference. So, Just okay. more stores. And roller coasters. There's a roller coaster Ferris wheel, like, that sort of shit okay. going on in the big But as center, far as shopping center, goes, it's got yeah, what you want. Yeah, same type of stores, but every store you could possibly imagine. Yeah, because when I was watching it, I was like, I, I remembered talking to friends in school yeah. and being like, oh, my God, Mall of Georgia, Mighty Ducks. Everyone like, was talking like, about oh it. It's God. the biggest mall oh, ever. roller coaster there. So, yeah, biggest mall ever. And now it's like, what's mall? a mall for? Malls suck. What's it right? for? Yeah. It's hell on earth. You know it's coming back. Malls are coming back. A resurgence, you think? Oh, yeah, there definitely will be. Definitely uh, will be. Also, I love... This the Christmas song, the Tom Petty. Uh, yeah, I do too. It's a love fucking it. yeah. killer song, yeah. underrated Christmas yeah. song. Christmas agreed. all over again. Yeah, agreed. Now the mall is fucking crowded as I guess it probably would be. Maybe Christmas Eve. A lot of people shopping on Christmas Eve. There's a mass of people gathered outside the toy store. The toy store manager, he's there. He's announcing, "Look, we've got a small quantity." The rumors are true of the action figure known as Turbo Man. <laughs> what the fuck is the language? He's, pre- he's, he's prepared a statement. It's like odd phrasing, <laughs> wasn't it? He's prepared a statement. <laughs> the action figure known as Turbo Man. It was, it was weird. It's so good. So the crowd goes wild. Myron sees Ow. Howard. He's further back in the crowd. He gives him a little smug look. The manager explains that everyone's going to get a ball with a I number. I like the system. Totally fair way to handle it. We're going to draw numbers. If your number wins like fucking lottery, you're going to get a chance to buy the Turbo Man. People start immediately jostling like there aren't enough balls to go around. But there were thousands of yeah. balls they had. Yeah. So many. Too many. So, I mean, like, is there a rule that everyone gets one ball or everyone gets as many <laughs> balls as they can I think handle? it was going to be one ball, and then we're going to start drawing numbers. But right? it's so, like, set the parameters <laughs> and make them clear. I love you. It was al- pandemonium. <laughs> he also tells the crowd, we have plenty of booster dolls. We inside. don't want it. Nobody <laughs> wants a booster. Nobody wants a booster. <laughs> the, <shit laughs> so the, fact that, the fact that it gets worse and worse as the movie progresses. <laughs> we don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> it is like I'm laughing so hard because that was one of the things in the movie that was like, that is so great. <laughs> 
that everyone hates booster. Nobody wants a boost. We don't want it. Imagine your kid fucking pukes when he opens a booster toy in the morning. It's like, oh my god. So the manager then also announces that the price of the Turbo Man is now doubled. Price gouging motherfuckers. I love that the, the employees are like laughing because that's hysterical. Because they're, like, they're getting awesome. a cut of the yeah, profits. Exactly. So the crowd gets real angry and starts pushing and shoving to get to the front to get a number. The dudes here are handing out the number of balls. They start getting mobbed and they just friggin' chuck the balls Fuck everywhere. It. Fuck it. We don't care. It's a great movie moment with all the parents I are would, just like... I, I think if I was a ball holder, I'd have been like, get back and form get a line. Get the fuck back. I would have been like, no. But people are like, Diving all over each other. And this and is the a, shit that happens when like, people are beating each other. I was just, so we're bourbon guys, and I was looking at the bourbon oh, Facebook shit, yeah, group, yeah. and people were saying, like, there was some limited number of bottles at some store, and people were fighting over it and, like, trying to grab bottles out of other people's carts or baskets or whatever, and I'm like, Jesus, it's just fucking liquor, people. Like, you will not notice. Go, hey, look, go buy a 100-proof Old Forester. <laughs> you won't be disappointed. And, and you'll never know the difference. You won't even care. You'll be drunk. You won't care. Oh, my God. That's so sad. That's sad to me. But, like, people are acting like just holding a ball is a guarantee you're going to get a Turbo Man or something. Yeah. That's not the situation. Yeah. There's so many more balls than there were people. Yeah. There, I I was so confused by the scene. But they're, like, people are scratching and clawing. and Well, what they should have done is, like, have people line up, walk down with the bucket, yeah, all the way down the line, there you go. all the way around. If no one gets a number, we keep drawing walk numbers around again. We'll keep drawing numbers yeah. until we get somebody. Yeah, but I loved Howard manages to get a ball. Myron dives on him. Made, that was so fucking. I was pissed, <laughs> and he's screaming. He based me. <laughs> that show was so, so funny. Myron celebrating having gotten that one ball. And then Howard, this is one of my he other favorite. Two. He got two. He got two. That show was amazing. It's another one of my favorite moments in the movie. The whole crowd's like, fuck this. He, he, Get him. Not even, it wasn't even true. Get the mailman. <laughs> Get the mailman. <laughs> They start like diving on Myron and the ball goes rolling off and he's at the bottom of the pile. Myron's like saying, Rodney King. It's more just, it had more improvs, I'm sure, yeah. from Simbad. Yeah. Howard goes chasing after this one ball. Like, this is a guarantee well, he you're going to get one. He left the store instead of just getting another ball. It makes no sense. Like, this is the one ball he's got to have. It, does, it doesn't make a lick of sense. No, but he's chasing down this crowded escalator and through like Legoland. He's fucking wrecking kids. I get big shit. John Matrix vibes of him running through the mall. <laughs> running amok in a mall. Yeah. What we're missing, though, is there's more opportunities for carnage. Like, he jumped off the um, the escalator and landed on the piano, and the shit should have just fully collapsed. Yeah. You know? That would have been sad. Or like, yeah. dude, how fucking sharp the stairs are on an escalator. Like, if he was just shoving people down, you know, whatever. Like, it should have been... There are all sorts of bodily injuries in this movie that could have happened. It could have gone to like larger Home Alone type levels of carnage happening. Agreed. But so Howard dives after this ball. He goes like rolling under a railing, falls down into the lower level of the mall into some kid's stroller. Yeah, and like it it was 
rolling through a Lego land play area. He was fucking kids shit up in there. Yeah. Like he was like running kicking and wrecking displays Legos. and stuff. Yeah. So then the ball, he goes rolling under this railing, falls down to like the next lower level of the mall into some kid's stroller. The kid locks eyes with Howard and gives this creepy fucking look to him. Devil child. That kid was a like creepy, weird, androgynous type of kid. <laughs> uh, my younger sister, Drew, had the same haircut around that same age. This is weird. This sort bowl of bowl cut, cut thing. thing. Yeah. Now, Howard, he right now he's in the elevator. He's riding down. Instead of going back to the toy store, he's riding down the to elevator. To get a different number. Yeah, he's going to track this kid down, and he's gone into this indoor playground thing. This shit is taking so long that every Turbo Man's probably already been given away upstairs. That's that's all I was thinking about. It's like, you've lost your chance. This is like, dude, you're the shady fucking Howard that you are. Just like want mosey over to that manager and be like, look, I'll give you 500 bucks if yeah. you sell me a Turbo yeah, Man. Yeah, you've got money. It seems like you're wealthy. Anyway, that's how it should have gone down. Yeah. Just bribe this dude's ass. But Howard, he's charging into the playground, fucking hurtling over kids and crawling through tunnels. The kid with the ball is like taunting him. That was funny. <laughs> you like the dig yeah, it? Yeah, the, the kid was funny. So Howard chases after this kid. He goes down the slide into the ball pit. He immediately asks this girl. He immediately identifies it as a girl, which yeah, I, I thought did was not. Girl. I didn't know. Yeah, I, I was thought, like, what the I fuck? I thought this kid's just fucking weird. But so he picks up a ball from the ball pit and he's like, don't you want to trade ball? Did you want this shiny red ball? Or one of thousands of balls. In the she, ball pit. she shakes her head and then pops the ball in her mouth. What? Which she goes grabbing, trying to get that ball back, which you rule, don't touch a child. No, don't rule, touch a child. Rule of thumb. Never put your fingers in the mouth of someone else's kid or touch another child <laughs> ever. Now, just then the kid's mother whacks out over the head with a purse, called him a pervert. Mm-hmm. Mom grabs the kid, runs off. Half a dozen other moms jump in and start fucking beating his ass, calling him a pervert. <laughs> they like swarmed on him. Yeah. They're content, though, to just send the pervert off. Like, just go somewhere Don't else. Don't call pervert. mall cops. Yeah, just like, yeah, beat him to the periphery of the action. <laughs> it's it's like in a play. It's like we beat him back and then the scene continues. And he's like, <laughs> I'm not a pervert. I was just looking for Turbo Man Doll. <laughs> it's more like good Arnold speak. I was just looking for Turbo Man Doll. Yeah, that's uh, that's what we got. That's where the movie is going. He's uh, not going to be arrested by mall cops, surely. The quest continues for a Turbo Man doll, but we're going to have to get to that next week. In episode three. Yes. Please join us. Happy holidays to you and yours. (laughs) Uh, Drink bourbon, drink eggnog. Drink everything. Whatever, mold wine. Ooh. A nice aged brie. Ooh, damn. Fucking, Son, uh, you're talking to me. <laughs> fucking Ellis from Ugh. Die Hard. In the meantime, we'll be here, and we know you'll be back, and we'll be back. They call me back, no Santa. I make my runs about to break a day. They call me back to Santa I make my runs about to break a day